Why We Are Attracted to Bad News The Monday Morning Memo for February 10th, 2014 Once there were three kittens named Murray, Furry, and Worry. I'll admit to fabricating Murray and Furry, but you and I both know that Worry is pampered and protected like a cherished pet. We talk about our worry and cuddle it. We share our worry with others, hoping they will choose to love our worry as we do. If you try to help a person eliminate their worry, they will rise ferociously to its defense. People who have all chosen to love the same worry form organizations and political parties bound together by a shared anxiety. Would you like to have anxiety? It can be yours if you want it. All you have to do is craft a pessimistic interpretation of ambiguous events. And voila, anxiety is yours. Jesus makes a strong argument against worry in the sixth chapter of Matthew, then finishes his thoughts with these words. Don't worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. That's a well-known Bible verse, but if you actually choose not to worry, most people will consider you to be foolish and naive. We are programmed from birth to give our attention to the snarling tiger on our left instead of the beautiful butterfly on our right. When face to face with imminent danger, fear gives us focus and clarity. It is a biological imperative that keeps us alive. This is why we give bad news the highest priority. But that doesn't mean fear is always good. When was the last time you encountered a tiger? In the absence of snarling tigers, modern man has chosen to focus his need to fear beyond this moment beyond his circumstances, beyond object of reality. Our fear about the future is called worry. I do not love it. What would it feel like if we quit borrowing trouble from tomorrow? It sounds reckless, doesn't it, not to worry about possibilities that might never happen? Would that mean the end of planning? Perhaps it would. But it would also trigger an explosion of improvisation. I seem to recall a writer who said that most plans are just inaccurate predictions anyway. I think he makes a good point. Am I seriously suggesting that we eliminate worry from our lives? Nope, it was Jesus who suggested that. I'm merely contemplating the implications of such a decision and walking you down a path of possibilities. Interesting scenery, don't you think? Roy H. Williams. Just in time for Valentine's Day, Dino and Shannon Watt are teaching couples to create a mission statement, take periodic relationship inventories, and schedule regular marriage mastermind meetings. Their business, Marriage Mentors, teaches couples how to take their romance and their financial bottom lines to record levels. Should couples really run their relationships more like a business? Rothbard gets to the bottom of it at mondaymorningradio.com.